0: It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between the emotional, the spiritual, the physical and the intellectual facets of who we are as human beings. We are very complex. And at times, maybe even difficult (laughs) people to um, work with, to understand. Um, And so Tara Patricia has rejoined me on today's show. And before we get started, because our, our conversation is actually going to be focused on perceptions and how sometimes our perception of situations or people are inaccurate and that we might need to do some rethinking of that whole process in order to have a positive outcome. But before we get started, um, if you go to my website, all of my shows are archived there and I think there's getting close to 200 shows over the last four years now. And um, so they are there, Um, there's 19 pages, you can scroll through those, Uh, Tara has been kind enough to be a guest on several of those shows and you'll find her if you go through the archives just by looking for her name Um, also on that website there is a banner you can get a free health newsletter from boomers forever young and uh, those products in my estimation are world-class products and they make a huge difference in so many people's lives especially if you have any kind of chronic inflammation or health issue Uh, There is a product called Gladiator Barley, it is 20, uh, I guess it's considered uh, 20 grams of pre-digested protein. And uh, so it goes in as an amino acid, basically into your body. It's ready to go to work for you immediately, but it does remove inflammation, which uh, is really important. I mean, here we are almost two years into COVID and people are still getting breakthroughs and a lot of that is because you have a lot of inflammation in your body which Then sets up the perfect storm for viruses to invade you So if your inflammation is low like you want it below one and I know mine is a 0.3, So it's much easier for me to ward off infections or to heal from anything I had surgery on June 21st and I was home in three and a half days and I was hiking four miles in three weeks out on Cumberland Island Um, So, it just makes a huge difference in our ability to get better if we do get something and it helps to ward off, you know, from getting anything to begin with. The other thing you want to look for is uh, you can have a D as in dog 3 test. That is your immune function and you want that number to be above 70. Even though we live in Florida or people who live in California or Colorado that are considered sunshine states, we don't get enough of the actual sunshine on bare skin. So we do have to take a supplement, and again, you want that number above 70. Mine is an 80. So once again, I feel very confident as I move around people that may or may not have something that's contagious, because I know that my immune system is strong enough to withhold you know, and to help me protect myself from uh, anything that I might get otherwise all right so uh, check out their website there are blogs there's videos there's all kinds of wonderful testimonies if you decide you want to order something if you just use my first name l-u-c-y in the discount code um, you know box uh, you're gonna get $5 off of your order I believe right now for the rest of November it's free shipping any place in the United States if you're listening in Canada Um, there are different options to choose for shipping, you know, out of the country. So, I think you will be very happy with the information you find on their website, and I know that you're going to be thrilled with a lot of the shows that are in that website for me. Again, www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. All right, I'm really happy to have Tara back with me. Uh, she is a master's or has a master's degree in psychology with five years of advanced postgraduate studies in clinical and neuropsychology So brain psychology and what was kind of Interesting is is it three years ago now that you uh, had Yeah. Your, yeah, yes, so yes, yes. three years ago She had a virus yes. that impacted her brain so here we are with a person who. <laughs> Is a neuropsychology person with a virus affecting how she's able to process information, speech, and even walking again. And then you wrote a book, you know, about that. I did. Um, so, and it's on Amazon, isn't it? It is. Yeah. need so to go, pe- so people can find it there. Uh, the title of it again is It's called Har- From Harness to Heels: okay. Finding
2: Love Within the Spin. And, and that was because you were spinning constantly. That was because yes, I, I spun, and it was beyond. Like I had had vertigo before, but it was beyond vertigo. I used I would say that it was vertigo on steroids, mm-hmm. and um, I spun for nine months without one break and there was a time in that. The worst hangover ever? Oh, the worst hangover ever, (laughs) and yes. (laughs) And um, there was a time where I was ready to to end it all because I just couldn't take the spinning. It was so Mm -hmm. horrific. And I realized that I didn't want to do that. And I said, well, if I can find love inside of this, then Mm -hmm. I can find love anywhere. So that's the finding love within the spin. And from harness to heels is because when I started, I had all kinds of different therapies, but when I started my, my walking therapies, um, my PT and my um, vestibular therapies, they told me I had to make goals for myself. And I said, I'm going to walk out of here in heels. Because I was in a harness at that point in time. And they just smiled. And they just smiled. And they said, that's sweet and all, but, you know, we need to have more realistic goals. Because they didn't think they were going to discharge me. You know, they thought I was going to be a person that would be in there for forever. Or, really? you know, for, for very, years. very long. For yeah, years. For exactly. Years, right. So I said, nope, it's fine. You do what you want. I'm, that's my thing. I'm going to walk out of here in heels. And I did. On yeah. my last day, it took... What, what, the type of therapy I use, I had usually took about, usually takes about 10 weeks for people, but my case was so severe and so bad. It was the worst that they had ever seen. And um, it took me about two and a half years to graduate from that therapy, but I did it. You did it. I did yeah. it, and, I, and my last day I had heels on. Little, little itty bitties, but they were heels. They were heels. And so I, my book is From Harness to Heels, Finding Love Within the Spin. I think that is so interesting because you were committed
1: to making, you know, that change. Yes. And I think that's the gift, you know, to give people yes. is the understanding yes. that when we make the decision internally in mm-hmm. our brain, yes. emotionally in our hearts, we yes. know then things can happen but if you listen to other people
2: oh that's never gonna happen right and accept it and accept
1: it you would have never walked out in
2: heels I agree with you on that and even to go one step further um, you know it's very much I got that perspective and I decided I was committed like you say to healing and changing what I was experiencing And, of course, just because I decided on that day, on that night, that I was going to make it through all of this. Mm -hmm. I didn't wake up the next day and everything was solved. I mean, it took a very long time for things to slowly, and I'm still only at about 85%. You know, I have ramifications from it and I have um, bifrontal lobe damage, right temporal lobe damage and brainstem damage. I have seizure disorders now and different things like that, you know, so. But my point of all of that is just because I made up my mind, mm-hmm. so often we're like, oh my God, I've made up my mind like three weeks ago, you know, I've been doing it for so long, you know. It, it doesn't change just because we made up our mind, yeah. but what starts to change is how we experience the situation. And how we experience today, I say this all the time, but it's so true, how we experience today sets the trajectory for what comes our way tomorrow. Absolutely. And that's the key. There's um, a gal that I know
1: uh, that has, um, I'm gonna say it's like a little farm, she has um, emus, and she has goats, Aww. and she has chickens, and um, so she makes goat cheese and goat soap, Ooh, and yeah, it, yeah it's yes. uh, she has some really, really neat things. It is neat. She decided a little over two years ago that weight was a problem for her. She had mm. let it creep up little by little, and um, she has lost over 100 pounds. Wow. I mean, that's like a whole other person just to Oh, about. it is. And so... Um, that was a commitment yes. and if she had said i want it gone next week well that wouldn't happen no it wouldn't but little by little by little you know she's been able to Absolutely. take it off over two years and she feels healthier than she's ever felt oh good and for her. she's that's you know, fabulous. happier with her life and yes. so you know that's the process is we have is. to be willing to say it doesn't make any difference how long it takes. Right. I'm so Are you committed, committed to, it. to yes. the process?
2: And one of the things with that is we're all energy. Everything's mm-hmm. energy. And physical matter is denser mm-hmm. than thought or emotion. Right. So we can change the energy flow of thought and emotion a lot quicker then the denser physical matter can change. Mm-hmm. So it it makes sense that we can cognitively or emotionally change our trajectory. Yes. But you know, if I'm looking if I'm looking in the mirror today at this body, this is not the body of today. This is the body that I had and I was interacting with and experiencing and creating you know, three months ago, because right. it takes more time for it to come. So just because I decide today to look in the mirror and interact with my body differently and partner with my body differently, it, it's going to, I may begun, begin to get better in my head or in my heart, but it's going to take a while for the denser matter to catch up. And that's something that we really need to understand to have patience with. And one of the mm-hmm. things that they... And when I say they, I say my guides because I'm I'm very connected um, to my guides. I call mine
1: they also. They, I, I don't yeah. say I don't
2: say he or she right, because
1: no. I'm not sure about that. But I always say they are with me. Yeah. Or you know they're showing me or they're guiding yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I just
2: say they because there's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to old old school plural. But yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Who knows. They're light. So, yes, yeah. they're really they really are not a he or a she. It's a light, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's an energy, but in any case.
1: But I sometimes feel like it there, there are times where I would say it's more of a, a masculine, masculine or a feminine kind of yes. an energy. So yes. There's one that's yes. very soft and gentle, yes. and there's one that's kind of kick me in the butt, you know, get a few moving. Times, so. Yes. So. Exactly.
2: No, 100%, 100% so they do. Yes, bring mm-hmm. in that. And when we 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 are we connect. I mean, we're we have masculine and feminine energy inside of us. Sure. You know, sure. it's the yin and the yang kind right. of a thing. So right. one of the things that they taught me because I struggled at some point. So okay, I'm committed to getting me to be the best me I can be. I don't I don't know what that looks like right now. Because right mm-hmm. now my brain is shutting down and I don't know what's happening. So I don't know what that looks like. But mm-hmm. I know that. I have the potential of being whole because that's what I'm meant to be. I'm Mm -hmm. meant to be whole. Currently, I'm not whole. So it was a struggle for me that how do I interact on a level that I know is really, truly true, meaning I'm whole, but I have to handle today. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, when a brain is having seizures, that's not a whole brain. You know, mm-hmm. that's a brain that is having an issue.
1: Is it one that is trying to reconnect the, the pieces?
2: It could be, I would imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So there's like this, because I'm
1: envisioning and I'm kind of being shown this, um, it's like a road map. Yes, and so yes. you know maybe one part of it is blocked because there's the roads under construction.
2: Sure, sure, and then there's sure, another sure. one that has like a little path, but it's exactly. there. exactly, but it's there, it's and we're there. gonna go down it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so so where I was at and what I struggled with was how do I my perspective, mm-hmm. how do I go about, how do I chop wood and carry water? Yeah, but yet hold to what I know to be truth, right? that I'm whole, but yet I have to, I mean, I had to go to the doctors. I had to say, this is not correct with my brain right now. I had to do the procedures. I had to do the therapies. I had to take the medicine. Mm -hmm. I couldn't just sit there and, you know, sing kumbaya and say my brain is whole. I mean, okay, let me, let me take that back. Yes, I could. I could have done that, but I'm not at that level yet. I still am human in in the way that I still experience things, and so the way I interacted with it was I couldn't just all of a sudden snap my fingers and be healed. Right. But now I don't want to say that that can't occur because that can occur. Right. But where I was at, I could not do that for myself. Right. So you know, so I had, but I had to interact with both sides of me, mm-hmm. and so what my what what my guides gave me was this this kind of a, it's a little long to call it a mantra, but it's kind of a, a way of being. I will do what I have to do to handle the, situa- the situation, but it holds no importance to me. So, so you weren't going to let it in. I wasn't right? going to. That wasn't. The fact that I was going for another MRI or the fact that I had to go do this therapy or the fact that I had this procedure or whatever it is. Yes, I had to chop wood and carry water. I had to do that. But the whole time I did it, I had to go talk to this doctor and hear what was quote unquote wrong with my brain, how it wasn't functioning correctly. But the whole time I did it, I said, okay, that's a reality for me right now. Mm -hmm. So I'll handle it. I'll do what I have to do. But that reality, that's not important to me. It's important to me to where I have to handle it and take care of it, uh-huh. but that's not what I'm focusing on. What I'm focusing on is I'm going to handle, I'm going to chop wood and I'm going to carry water and do everything I have to do. And what's important to me is the whole time I'm doing it, I know that I have the potential of my brain to be whole. And that's what's important to me. So it was, it, that was their way of helping me get through the chopping wood and carrying water, but keeping my perspective focused on better outcomes. All right, so I'm going to, uh, like, take a detour here yeah, for
1: a please. second. So sometimes it's not us that we're gaining a different perspective about. We're moving into the holidays. Right. And I know one of the things that happens for almost every family is there is one or more people within the family that are kind of difficult to be around during mm-hmm. the holidays. Yes. And so the perspective, again, that mm-hmm. you might have about... You know, Uncle Bob or Aunt Joe or right, somebody right, like that. Right, right. I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to Christmas or Thanksgiving, but, but, s- but, and so that's, that's yeah, yes, and yes, they're yes. going to be there. And how do I deal with that? Deal so with that. maybe you know, talking about that kind of perspective too—that how do you maybe change or alter your view? of who that
2: person really is. Right, right. Well, there, I think that's twofold. I think, first of all, we never see something for what it truly is. We see it the way from where we're coming from. Which is our beliefs. Which is our belief system. Mm-hmm. You know, so because... Uncle Joe could be the most annoying person to me, but, you know, Aunt Betty might absolutely adore Uncle Joe and think exactly. he's the best person in the whole wide world. And I'm like, well, what the heck is wrong with Aunt Betty? What is she crazy <laughs> that this man's annoying? You know what I mean? So it's, you know, you ask a hundred people to tell you about yourself, you get a hundred different answers, right? right, right. So we Do all... you
1: remember the story about the blind man with the elephant? Did no, you that? I don't oh, I
2: don't know if I remember that.
1: That's that is a belief too. So they're all blind, right? And okay. they're all standing around the elephant in different positions. Yes, I know this one. Yeah. Please and tell. Yeah. And so it. and so one person, you know, describes the elephant by his trunk yes. and another person by his big legs yes. and another person by the tail. And so it's all parts of the
2: animal, Yes, but they're only seeing a portion. A portion of yeah. it, exactly, definitely. So I think when we're interacting with another person or even another situation outside of us, mm-hmm. I think first and foremost, it's important for us to recognize that we're seeing a leg or we're seeing a trunk or or we're seeing them through the glasses that we are currently wearing Because mm-hmm. we can only go so far with anybody else as we've gone with ourselves, right? Right. Exactly. So so that's the first part is to recognize that Yes, they may be extremely annoying to me but I have to understand that there's a part of that that I have to take responsibility for mm-hmm. and Then you can do that and sometimes that alone just being able to change that perspective and say hey wait a minute other people find him okay so you know how do i what what is what is the facet in him that i can focus on that i don't mind so much like right. where can i start to connect better in a different way that's okay with me with him and that's going from our perspective. You mm-hmm. know, you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And but then another part of it too is and this kind of goes into a bit of like, you know, like positive psychology where you don't necessarily interact with him. If you are, if you are with someone whether it's because of your own internal beliefs or it's whatever the case may be, you know, um you need to try to be around center around the people that give you the good serotonin that give you the good neurotransmitters that make you really happy cuz is flowing or dopamine not the not the ones that are going to make you feel like oh I'm around Uncle Joe again or Uncle Ed or whatever it is you know and um, then then I think at that point in time because if if we go if If we go, if we're having a down day and we're stuck in that down period, or if we're around somebody who's annoying us and we get stuck in that annoying period, it only takes a matter of seconds for chemically for our body to go, yep, that's where we're at. And it just starts continually spewing out the chemicals that make us feel annoyed. Mm -hmm. And so it's that whole thing. We've all learned it in elementary school. You know, a body in motion tends to stay in motion and less acted upon by an outside source, right? Right. So it's one thing that you can do is you can say, okay, I'll do my pleasantries with this uncle that's bothering me so much. It's so annoying to me. But I'm going to focus on being over here with this person that I have good vibes with and I enjoy myself with. And Mm -hmm. so that's going to keep you and you're going to your your body and the chemicals are going to reinforce that you're feeling good mm-hmm. and when we feel good and we have a f- big flow of happy chemicals mm-hmm. it's easier then to deal with someone who isn't necessarily our vibe mm-hmm. so i think there's i think it's a twofold thing i think there's an acknowledgement for your part of the relationship mm-hmm. and then i think there's the how do i care for myself to make myself the best person in the best way that I can be in that situation so that perhaps I can handle the one that bothers me a little bit better than I normally do. Right, right. Or even just do it in smaller doses. Oh, you know? if you can, yes. yes you can. Sometimes sometimes Christmas dinners go on for forever. Oh, <laughs> but yes, 100%. 100%. Put
1: yourself at the other end of the table. That's what I'm
2: saying. Yeah, Connect yeah. yourself, distance yourself yeah, from that yeah. experience. Right. And so many times... What we do is we will distance ourselves, but we just get in this mindset of like just connecting to these chemicals that keep us in that annoyed state because, like, oh, I know he's in this room. I know he's in this room. Well, he may be 12 feet away from us, Mm -hmm. and we have 12 people around us that we could connect to that we like, but we're stuck on the fact that he's over there 12 feet away. And so that's when we go back to accepting our own personal responsibility in the situation, and letting letting that piece go and connecting with the people who are going to give us happy chemicals. Right. The other thing that I think a lot of people do, and I know you know
1: about this, is emotional freedom technique. Yes. You know, so tapping prior to uh, these kinds of holiday dinners or get-togethers, where you can just, uh, there is a simple method of just tapping on the thumb area, Mm -hmm. as opposed to different parts of the body that are more elaborate, but if you make a statement that says, you know, even though I find Uncle Joe very, very annoying, uh, I am learning how to accept and to handle the situation better every day. Exactly. You know, just something Something. that is displacing, you know, those thoughts. So that when you do get where you're going to go,
2: you know, you'll find like, okay, I know I can handle this this morning. Yes, around. exactly. Yeah. And and if you start to find that you're not, I have learned too. If you do wherever you decide to tap, mm-hmm. you can start tapping that. Uh-huh. And it kind of your body kind of goes, "Oh, that's right. Yes, we were programmed." I forgot. Yes, okay. <laughs> and, it, and it refocuses right. you back it, to, exactly. to that area. That's yeah. Wonderful. So, those are wonderful things. You know, you can you can begin to become grateful. Uh-huh. You know, for I I've, I've done this with some family members that are harder for me. I have thought, because somewhere along the lines, every person in one way or another has done something that we can be grateful for. Absolutely. Even if it's, I'm grateful that I only have to spend Christmas day with them. You know, I mean, that's a kind of a negative grateful, but if that's all you can get, then that's all you can get. But there's something, you know, and you know, I have a a relative who's very hard with me, and I recognize what this person, has done for me and I getting ready to go to do the holidays and everything I say to my or family function or whatever it is I say to myself in prepping a couple days I'm thankful for that person because they did this uh-huh. you know and so that kind of that right there starts to change the trajectory of your perception of the individual I, it doesn't make this person any less annoying to me when I'm around them. But if I'm training myself to be grateful that they provided something for me or they did this, mm-hmm. then you, you're you balancing out yeah, that. Right. And maybe in a way, part of what they're providing is the ability for you to learn patience. Amen, sister. <laughs> sing it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, a- everything, mm-hmm. everything is a lesson or a reward, and both of those are gifts. Mm-hmm. Everything. So that's why... That's why I I firmly believe that everything in life is is happening for me, Mm -hmm. because everything is either a lesson or a reward, Reward, and both of those are gifts to me, because, and that's going back to the understanding who we are, and where we say, you know, you don't necessarily see things as they are, you see things as you are. Mm-hmm. And so as you continue to go further in and recognize, and if you have a growth mindset, you, you look at things like this, so you know, a growth mindset, and that's one of the things that, I, that we were gonna talk about today with the idea of perspectives. Mm-hmm is having a growth mindset. And the growth mindset looks at the lessons mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, and what says, can I
1: make out of this that's good?
2: Yes, how can I improve myself? How can I grow from this experience? Mm-hmm. And like you said, if Uncle Archie is making you, you know, feel annoyed, well he's teaching you patience. Mm-hmm. A growth mindset says, thank you Uncle Archie, mm-hmm. I am growing because of you. you. Right. Because of you, and that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. And so, you know, it's the whole idea of a growth mindset is learning to look at the lessons, learning to take constructive criticism, learning to become positive um, in ways that aren't necessarily... Slamming you in the face right away You know that you might have to sit back and think about mm-hmm. Ways that you can be grateful for something Right, right And so I think that's a huge thing with perspective And going back to like my experience I The reason why I sat around for so long Is because I had a neurologist Not, not misread But just like not read Because it was in plain English This EEG is abnormal And my MRI was read incorrectly as well too. Um, and so I would go to, sus- to specialists and then they would send me to subspecialists. I mean, I saw so many, I didn't even know subspecialists were out there, but it's like, it doesn't just stop at specialists. They continue to go and specialize you know, beyond that. And they would always say to me, this is so weird. Did you do an MRI or an EEG or did we look at any of that? And I would say, yes, and they came back normal. And then they would go, wow, okay. And so they would go off onto another route because I always thought they were they were normal because that's what I was told. But they didn't ask for them? They didn't go read them themselves? They didn't. A lot of them didn't, no. Wow. And so what happened was I was on my way to another doctor and he had asked for me to bring all the things. Yeah. And I, I, I had double vision at the time. I couldn't see anything. I was spinning really badly. My daughter drove me. She drove me everywhere we went. And I had the papers, and something happened. I don't remember, but somehow or another they fell down onto the ground. And I kind of was like, oh, and so I kind of picked them up, and I was trying to make a neater mess out of them, you know, and compile them a bit. Mm-hmm. And the EEG report was on top. And down at the bottom, I mean, in bold black, it said this EEG is not it is abnormal and they didn't read that and he, I, that's what I'm saying wow. you know and so but I, I you know I had double vision and I was spinning and everything so I kind of like closed my eyes and like reopened and tried to focus again because I was like surely I'm I'm not reading that correctly I mean this is eight months I've been telling everybody it's normal you know and and then I, I saw it again, and I said, "Gracie, I I need your eyes. You have to you have to pull over." And so that's when we started. I handed her this, and I said, "Look at some of these things." And she's like, "Mom, your MRI says you need to go do da 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 immediately." And and this is stuff that that we did you know six seven months ago and stuff like that you know. And the EEG was the incorrect, and the vestibular stuff was off, totally wrong, and all of this, and. I was numb. Mm. I was numb as we were driving to the doctors. Sure, was completely numb. 7 months of your life could have been changed. Could maybe have been changed. changed 100% could mm-hmm. have been changed. And I was angry. I was sad. I was frustrated, and I was just absolutely dumbfounded and numb. And by the time I, and so I got to that doctor in within 24 hours I was seeing a team of brain specialists over at the university and you know and so we were moving from there so it was beautiful and wonderful in that regard but um I just remember this moment when I we walked into the doctor's office and they said they were the doctor was like I can't believe this I'm astounded and you know he was just dumbfounded and he began to get a bit angry that this was missed. Mm -hmm. And this peace came over me, and I realized had they found this seven months ago, I would have been concentrated on healing, and I would not have gone through the journey that I went through. And the journey that I went through liberated me and changed my life in ways that I can't even begin to tell you because my brain was literally taken out of the picture. So my years of education and experience, work with clients, all that stuff, I had to integrate just at a heart level because my brain didn't process things any longer. So had that doctor actually read it correctly, mm-hmm. I would have been concentrating on healing, not on what I did. Learn and, and liberating myself
1: you know um, you and I both know this and I've said it on shows before but 95% of our time is spent in our intellect and the answers mm-hmm. are never no. in the intellect no. they um, there's like 40,000 brain cells that reside in our heart yes. and so our intuition guides us correctly all the time but yes. sometimes You know, you have to, unfortunately, have an experience like yours that would take it away from the intellectualizing of it and place it at heart level and say, okay, now what do you want to do with it?
2: See, and I don't even say unfortunately any longer. Mm -hmm. I say fortunately. Mm -hmm. I am one lucky son of a gun that I literally, my brain got taken away. So many people have to learn to silence the brain, have to learn to, you know, discuss with the brain and all that you have to do with the brain, I was like, you know, pass it, pass, go, collect $200. I just, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do any of it. Right. So had he discovered it, I began to recognize in that moment, it was like this instantaneous understanding that he was the most beautiful doctor for me. For you. For Mm -hmm. me. Because he missed something for me. And I became this incredible different person that I love and I experience life so differently now. And so it was a gift for me. Mm-hmm. But I say that to some people and they're like, uh, yeah, no, that's not a gift. He screwed up. You know." So, but, and so it goes back to the whole concept of our perspective right. and how we're choosing to see something. Right. We can look at it as he messed up big time. Or we can look at it as, he gave me the biggest gift of my life. Well, one of the things you and I have both heard from um, our own
1: personal clients is sometimes when there's an accident or an illness or something, um, you know, I mean, cancer is a big scare for so many people. Yes. And, um, you know, but I have also heard just the opposite where, it made them stop and recognize that they needed to take time to smell the roses, so yes, to speak. They yes, yes. needed to slow down. They needed to maybe uh, appreciate um, relationships that they had around them. And they weren't doing it because they were so busy.
2: Yes. I mean, look at COVID.
1: Yes. How yes. much that has
2: rec- made us all recognize how important family is, how right. important our private time is. Right. And, you know, it, that's that in itself has been one of the benefits of COVID. Right. You know, I'm
1: on a slightly different path Um, one of the other benefits I know Good Morning America right now is in Antarctica because of the uh, global uh, conference Ah, and the environmental issues and things like that so um, but I I know that uh, uh, David Attenborough okay uh, he does a wonderful documentaries and he's done them for many, many years. And right after the first year of COVID, so let's say from January until December, um, he went to different places in the world mm-hmm. and saw what being sequestered, you know, in mm-hmm. your homes, mm-hmm. not on the road, not on boats, mm-hmm. what it did for the planet. Mm. And there were people in India for the first time that saw the Himalayas. Right. There were people in um, Africa where they weren't doing safaris. The animals had taken over I, I am, areas. I, I'm, yes, I'm familiar yeah. with this. That's it, Yes. Yeah. The whales, um, you know, the mother whales had not been able to talk to their babies because they were at such a high frequency. Mm-hmm. And the motors of the ships that were coming wow. in to observe the whales and the icebergs prevented that conversation. So they weren't able to feed the same way. And then all of a sudden they could. You know, they'd be able to, the babies stayed put because they were safe and the mothers could all feed, you know, the way they would normally feed as a group. And so there were just so many beautiful benefits that came out of it. Yes. I keep wondering, you know, if it's going to be short-lived that people learned, they observed, they saw the waters clean up and things like that. But are we just going to go back to doing it exactly the way we've always done it? Right. Because most people, again, perception-wise, it's somebody else's job. Right. Instead right. of saying, I need to take personal responsibility, not only for my health.
2: Right. But for the health of the planet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's why when we started talking this conversation, I felt like it was so important to talk about mm-hmm. our own responsibility when it comes to our perspective. Mm-hmm. Because... When you change, we focus so often, and I do this with all my, with a lot of my clients. Uh, with mindset and everything, because we always focus on changing this situation or how I interact with that person, when the reality of it is, is in order to change everything, you only have to change one thing, mm-hmm. and that's your perspective. Right, right. And if you change, and you can do that generally, you know, you can, you can have a, a general change of gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, a general change of positivity. Mm -hmm. And it changes so much. It really does have a ripple effect. Absolutely. It has a ripple effect. And now, but the only thing that I always like to say, there's a little caveat with the whole positivity thing. Sometimes we're we're in a place where it's just really hard to be positive. Mm -hmm. Even if we throw out the best affirmations that we could ever come up with. You know, <laughs> there's a level inside because we all have like this truth meter inside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a level inside that goes, "Yeah, I'm not really buying that." Right, and so right. that's the same as, you know, lying to yourself is the same as being negative, right, right? right? So sometimes when we're on this quest of changing our perspective and having this growth mindset, sometimes when we're really kind of in the thick of it, The best thing we can do, honestly, is go to neutral, Mm -hmm. that it's neither good nor bad. I'm where I'm at, and I'm going to wait to see how it unfolds, and then when we get to neutral, then it's sometimes easier to climb up to positive after that, Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, in some ways, it is a mind game, but in other ways, it's not a mind game at all, because you're literally changing how you interact. Mm-hmm. How you experience—it's one thing. It's a, how you think about something, but how you interact and how you experience with things—that's right, right. when it really starts, you know, kind of solidifying mm-hmm. in your in your being. And that's when you start really seeing the changes of the of the mindset, the perspective changes. When you start really seeing it, is when it's solidified.
1: So, how do you think that a person that is having relationship problems, might be at work, because so many times it's co-workers they oh, can't yes. get along with, or a boss, you know, that they mm-hmm. absolutely detest, and then that bleeds down to this is a horrible company. Right. Um, but how does a person go about changing that mindset in a really effective way, in your mind?
2: Right, right, right. Well, first of all, it's not in my, in my mind. I don't know that there's a really good way, but in my heart, mm-hmm. yes, I feel like... The first thing is, again, going back to your responsibility of your perspective, you know, and really, truly recognizing what is it in this person that you are so uncomfortable about? Let's talk about you have a horrible boss. Mm -hmm. What is it about this boss truly that is so horrible? All right, so I'm going to stop you there because I've I've got clients that are in this
1: situation. Oh, okay. So I'm going to give you some examples. Sure, sure, sure. All right, so it could be that the individual that you're reacting to doesn't appreciate you. Mm. You know, doesn't Mm -hmm. show gratitude for everything that you do for maybe the company. Right. And instead is just on your case all the time. Right. Okay, yes. so so that becomes a lot more difficult, I think, because you have to interact with them on a regular basis, and and your career depends on interacting and your career, with them. Exactly. they hold your career in their little hands. In their hands, yes, right? exactly. It's so is your, your income and everything
2: everything, else. and it trickles down mm-hmm. from there. Yes, yeah. so that's a big that's a big whammy. That's a hard one, mm-hmm. and you know, I think I think there's different levels that you have to start attacking and. One of the things is I love to always go from the inside out, not mm-hmm. the outside in. And in that, I wanna make a caveat that nobody ever, myself included, wants to work for somebody where you're not appreciated. Right. Nobody wants to do that. So I'm not saying that if we go from the inside out, it's gonna make that the fact that you're not appreciated, all hunky-dory and everything's wonderful and you're going to care less. It still can bother you. It still will bother you. However, what you have to do, or what you can do, what you get to do, if you choose to, is that you can start going in and you can start saying, how do I get affirmation from other things outside of me? Uh Where do I look in this area? Do I have co-workers that I'll get that from? Do I have, you know, my spouse at home? Do I have my clients that will give that to me? And start start really truly focusing, putting your perspective on where you are getting it from. Because a lot of times what that starts to do is we get so bogged down with looking at this one person because they control so much, like mm-hmm. you're saying, your income and all of this stuff, that we tend to, to minimize. All the effects of all the people around us that are feeding us with good things, mm-hmm. and so what we start to do is we start to get kind of down in the dumps because of this one individual. When if we start to really start to say, "Okay, wait, Harry sees me as this, and you know Susan sees me as this, and this client is does this for me and validates me this way and everything," so when you can start then getting more validation, if you will from these outside people, mm-hmm. then it will always bother you, but you can begin to interact differently because it lets you realize that perhaps if there's if there's 10 people and only one has an issue with you, well then that's that one. Right. So it can change your perspective and you can then start becoming a bit more gentle with it, saying, okay, I understand. That's, you know, I used to tell my son because he had a situation like that, ignore the emotion and look at the message. Mm -hmm. And if the message is something that rings clear to you, rings true, then work on that. But if it's not, then it's that individual's. Right, and uh, you can give it back to them. And you can give it back to them. Meaning, Mm -hmm. meaning you let them have that. Not that we're we're not going to go back and be mean to them. because Exactly. But yes.
1: But I think you can take a position of saying, You know, those uh, emotions belong with you, and I'm, you know, choosing not to receive them uh, and let them damage me. Yes, Um, Putting a support team around you, that's, you know, like you were talking about. But sometimes, um, you know, with our young people today, you know, they may not be married. Right, or they right. may uh, not have children, or they right. may not have, you know, a, because of COVID, that did such a damage oh, did. to everyone as far as friendships, because you couldn't see them. You right. couldn't spend time yes. with them. Yes, yes. But, you know, the phone, uh, texting, supportive messages, uh, a pet, absolutely. you know, absolutely. cuddling with your pet, uh, going for walks, letting and nature be a part
2: exactly. of it. Exactly. And so. that's all of that, where I was saying go to other sources mm-hmm. to fill that for you. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because... The reality of life is is that we are here on a planet with other people. We do want human connection. Mm-hmm. So we can go back inside ourselves all we want. But the reality of life is that we do want that validation from other people. Right. So, so
1: And it's that vibrational frequency that comes yes, out of us. Yes. So if we are vibrating, you know, it goes back to abraham hicks and what you know it, mm-hmm. or i guess it's just abraham but esther hicks mm-hmm. um but you know looking at what is it that i'm attracting to me because if i have nothing but positive going out i'm going to attract that back right and if i have only negative feelings and anger and resentment coming out you know because of a bad situation
2: unfortunately I will get verification of that coming back. exactly and that's where the growth mindset can start mm-hmm. coming in what am I what is he he is a teacher this boss that's miserable mm-hmm. he's a teacher mm-hmm. so what is he teaching me right what is he teaching me because when we learn the lesson the teacher doesn't need to be there any longer right
1: so, do you remember the uh, illusions? I, I know you read that. right? Yes, I have read yeah. that book. Yes. So, when the teacher or when the student is ready, the teacher, the teacher appears. Appear, yes. And so, we always think of that as, or at least I used to think of it, as sometimes the teacher, you know, was this wonderful person like a Yoda right, that was right, going to right. teach you wonderful things. <laughs> but sometimes it's you know a person that is just so incredibly difficult. But the
2: lessons are still there. Oh, you know, so when the student is ready, the teacher, the teacher will, will appear. Will appear. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of times, again, it's just flipping your perspective around. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, this person's so horrible, you say, okay, what has this, this person has shown up in my life because of something, going back to the Hicks, mm-hmm. and, you know, because of something that I am still resonating at energy, mm-hmm. energetically. Mm-hmm. So what is their teacher? What, they, this person's come here to let me, to shine a mirror on myself right. so that I can work through that so that I don't have to deal with it any longer. Right. So that's a, that's a beautiful thing. You know, one of the images,
1: and I'm, I'm a very visual because yeah. as a writer and, and as a somewhat artistic individual... I'm just all about visual. Sure, but that is how a tree grows. Is it sheds its bark. Yes, and so if we think of ourselves as trees, Mm -hmm. you know that we're hopefully pretty sturdy, and -hmm. we're hopefully reaching, you know, towards the sky. Yes, but as those rings, you know, that represent the years, as they grow, that outer bark has to split, and you know,
2: and so it's our barnacles. It's and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly. When we, when you talk about those rings, when we start, uh, when we start edging up against a time where we're going to change, when we're getting up to where it's time to let go of that bark, Mm -hmm. it's rough. It doesn't feel so good because we're moving from a place that we've known and we've dealt with to the next phase, to the next you know expansion really and so so we have to rub up against that that edge that that line that keeps us in that one area of where we've been expanding you know so it it doesn't always feel so good but what i've noticed for my own self and my clients is when you push past that one little last edge of that boundary it's like ah Okay, I made it through there. So that mm-hmm. that that boss that's so hard and so this and that and ugh, you know, just pushing pushing through that lesson and learning that lesson and getting to the other side, you get to expand. And then that's where you get to go, ah, oh, again. Right, right. And it's you've changed your perspective. And that's you will not expand with the same mindset that you had. In this circle of ring when mm-hmm. you want to go to the next ring mm-hmm. it's a completely different mindset and if you stick with this one mm-hmm. if you don't change your perspective you will never leave and you will constantly just push up against that abrasive side of losing the bark mm-hmm. and you'll never truly lose it mm-hmm. and so it, it prevents you from growing as a human it does or a tree,
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it does. I, I always think of uh, kids that go through growth spurts, mm. and they talk about, you know, how much their knees usually hurt or yes. their ankles hurt as yes. they're growing, Yes, and uh, so, yeah, I mean,
2: that's another symbolic oh, way it, of looking absolutely. at things. absolutely. I mean, like with my kids, they would start eating a lot. They would get irritable sometimes. They would sleep for forever, and I'd be like, oh, it must be another growth spurt, and mm-hmm. it's, so there's actually at that end where we're, we're doing that because the whole time they've been growing, mm-hmm. but then there's just this like last little like oh to get over that right, ring, right. you know. There are physical changes because we're rubbing up against that ring. Right. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting concept that when you start feeling abrasiveness, you kind of go, oh, I'm up against a new ring. Right. This is exciting. Right. Can you imagine being excited that you have a boss that's a pain in your neck? Because you get a chance to grow. Because I get a chance to grow. Right. right, That boss would probably be like, what is wrong with this person? (laughs) Like, why are they so happy? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the reality of life is, is the boss is sitting around because energetically you're still feeding them. Mm -hmm. And once you've learned and you no longer energetically feed them, they'll have to get fed because they're not passing their ring yet. Right. So they will go and they will look for someone else who is willing to feed them. Right, Right. So, you know, if you're like, oh my God, I have this boss who's a complete jerk, you know, this is exciting. Every moment you won't think that. Right. But if you could get to periodic moments of excitement that this person's helping you move through something, mm-hmm. that's a change in mindset that's amazing. Right. I, I Again, I'm going to come back with
1: um, Barbara Bush. Okay. Many, many years ago. You know, she had an expression that I thought was so cool at the time because she was not your typical first lady. No, she was not. And one of the comments she made was, what you see is what you get. Okay. and it was she wasn't trying to pretend to be anything other than who she was beautiful and I, I have never forgotten that because I think that one of the issues even like with aging is nobody wants you know to get old right. in the sense of quote-unquote old right yes um, and yet what happens with most people over the age of 70 is they stop learning Right. And they kind of say, okay, well, now I've got so many years left and I'll just... Yes. And so they're they're resignated to not growing anymore. Right, exactly. And so maybe, you know, if all ages could look at it as, wow, what's around the next corner? Right. What what is it that's exciting that I'm going to learn tomorrow or next week? Yes. And approach... Every aging day. Like, yeah just a pro- approach, yeah, aging right. with a
2: different perspective with a different perspective and when you said and it's funny because it just hit me right now and I've heard that what you see is what you get mm-hmm. I've heard it a gazillion times in my 53 years on this life you mm-hmm. know on this earth but when you said what you see is what you get I went ah what you see mm-hmm is what you get Mm -hmm. so if if i see this Mm -hmm. as annoyance Mm -hmm. then i get annoyance if i see this as a lesson then I get a lesson. Mm-hmm. If I see this as excitement, mm-hmm. then I get excitement. So what you see is what you get. Right, That, that is a that, die hard truth. Right, and that is all about perception. And it's all about perception. Right. Yes, and, and, and the, the really cool thing about being human is we get to wake up one day and be like, you know what, today I don't want to grow. Mm-hmm. Today I want to be petty and I want to be this and that and I want to or I want to sit in my room and I want to sulk, and it's perfectly okay. We're perfectly okay to do that. Right. But see, that's that in itself is a perception change mm-hmm. because we say, "Oh, don't do that. That's horrible. That'll put you back so many things." And, and well, of course, if you stick in that for a long time, <laughs> it will. I'm not saying stick there forever. forever. Right, right, right. But. You know, allowing ourselves to be perfect right where we're at. Mm-hmm. And then, so then the next day you go, okay, I sulked. You know, I had a little pity party. I needed that pity party. Right. And it's okay. okay. But now, I'm going to change. And First of all, saying it was okay that I had a pity party. So many of us don't want to say it's okay, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And, but now I get to change my perspective and I get to grow. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. I love that, Lucy. I love that. Thank you for bringing that, to that <laughs> aha moment.
1: Well, I think that's what the show is kind of all about. It is. In a way. And we never know what's going to come out. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's true. To me, the show has been just a beautiful gift because of all of you that get to come in. But also, I think the exchange of ideas. 100%. You know, is just so cool because we're not always with the same element, right? And so you learn something just that maybe you would thought about, maybe you hadn't thought about, but right. just like yes. what you see is what you get. Exactly, it took on a different meaning. It did, and so yes, now,
2: and I'm, I'm the speaker. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming here with this planned idea of what we're talking about, and I had a, a perspective change within that sentence. So right. yeah, right. so that's so beautiful. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I like it. Um. All right, so
1: perception, mindset. It's all about, it's in the power of our hands. Yes. Um, and if we're going to make those kind of changes, it's really important to get out of the thinking part of it mm. and go to our heart and to see what's happening there. Are and we feel lis- it. Yeah, and to feel it. Excellent. Are we listening, you know, at a gut level? Are we exactly. listening intuitively to where we're supposed to go next this
2: world needs us we all have I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second we Mm -hmm. all have the ability of intuition Mm -hmm. and this world desperately needs us all to start listening to our into our intuition Mm -hmm. it desperately is in need of our intuition right and that's when when you start changing the perspective of the mind it's truly what you're doing is you're connecting to the message of the soul. Right. right. And that's where you're interacting because the that's mind. That's changes can take place. It is. That's the only mm-hmm. thing. It is the only place because the mind can only continue with the patterns it's already experienced. Right. right. I mean, I say that all the time. If I say to you, Lucy, create an animal you've never seen before. What you do is you, your file of animals starts opening up in your brain and you take a leg there, you take a beak here, you take a wind there, you take a tail there, you know, and you, you create from everything you've already experienced right. because that's the only thing the mind can do. So when you stop and think about that, then,
1: you know, if we come out of families where the experiences have only been more negative than positive You take that into the world. Absolutely. And then pretty soon, you know, you've created a negative environment around you. Absolutely. So if you, as an individual encountering that, if you can go inside your heart and go, okay, I understand that this person that I find may be difficult... They're only giving me what they've experienced. They don't know anything different. Exactly. And so if I can give them a different experience, they can begin to change, but then I've learned something too. Yes.
2: And the beautiful thing about that is they have the choice if they want to change or not. Exactly. So if they choose not to change, it's not because you did something incorrect. Right. It's just that's where they were at. That's where they're at at the moment. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's you're okay to let someone be where they're at because that's Um, where they need to be, be, you know. And I will go... Giving them space. Giving them space, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'll go one step even further saying, it's just not when we're young children that messages start becoming downloaded for our Mm -hmm. belief systems. It happens in utero. Yes. Before we even come out, we chemically already know our body already has an idea of what this world is like. Because if you have a mom who's been happy the whole entire pregnancy, mm-hmm. then you're getting that good influx of all those happy chemicals. Right. If you have a mom who's totally stressed out, you're getting the influx of all the stressful chemicals. If exactly. you have one that's in pain, you're getting the pain chemicals. Mm-hmm. So you already, before you even come out to this world, you already are starting the download right. of what your beliefs are. Mm-hmm. And, it's and they amazing. don't normally get changed unless you have different experiences unless you have unless an outside force stops mm-hmm. the body That's in motion. Yeah, exactly. exactly And exactly. so we get to a point and we start with the mind right we change the mind and we connect with the soul Wow Good
1: place for us to end the program today uh, Let people know how they can get hold of you.
2: Okay. Well two easiest ways is my one is my website, it's www.innerpath, I N N E R Path, P A T H. So it's www.innerpathcoachingservices.com. com, or my Instagram page as well, which is Tara Speaks. And okay. those are the best ways. And so you would be available to work with them. I do my I do clients. I work with clients. I'm an empowerment coach, mm-hmm. and I love to work with mindsets and going back to our inner truth where our power lies. Right. And so I love to work with that. I also do speaking engagements. I have videos that are um, out that you can purchase. I have a membership where you get weekly things to work on and stuff like that with all kinds of additive support, be it mantras, or stones, or food, or journal ideas. There's all kinds of different things to to really help integrate everything and is that on the Tara Speaks that's no that is on my website that's on the website that's on the website where you can offer that yes and I have my Harness to Heels book and I also have another book The Road You Were Meant to Travel Mm. and that is kind of a workbook that starts with you going all the way back to utero and what your experience is and it because it really is the road you were meant to travel Travel. right so yeah so a lot of fun things I love I love for people just to find themselves
1: Uh (laughs) and that's what we're really all about anyways is hopefully finding the path that we're we're supposed to be on uh, before our life ends so thank you so much for coming back and we'll see you in early march sounds wonderful thank you for having me oh you bet all right everyone uh share uh tara patricia's show and uh, she'll be sharing it with her group but uh, go out there and make this your very best life take good care talk to you next time